0: Support for WRFA is brought to you by Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union. As a local community resource, Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union is committed to providing its members with the professional financial services they have come to expect. Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union provides credit union membership to people who live, work, worship, attend school, do business, and any other entities within Chautauqua County. For more information, including how to become a member, Call or text 716-665-7000 or visit them on the web at 665-7000.com. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, welcome to this week's call. Uh, just left a uh, the Ways and Means Committee room uh, here in Longworth on Capitol uh, and then having a, a hearing with Ambassador Ty, our USTR, United States Trade Representative, and uh, the issue I wanted to highlight Uh, This week is the issue I brought up with her um, and have talked extensively with her, and that is the issue that we face in western New York in particular uh, with dairy access to the Canadian market. As many of you know, uh, we signed the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement uh, a few years back, and uh, one of the key provisions uh, in that agreement uh, that I was excited uh, to support uh, that effort was uh, the new Canadian uh, access of our dairy farmers, Uh, to that market. Uh, We uh, opened up, uh, the intent of the agreement was to open up the Canadian market uh, to our dairy farmers, to our dairy products, uh, in particular those of western New York, obviously being in close proximity to the Canadian market. And what we have seen uh, is the traditional Canadian protectionism uh, being put on display and closing out that market as the USMCA uh, went into effect. I'm glad to have seen uh, that the United States brought forth a trade case against Canada, the first case under USMCA, the United States Mexico-Canada Agreement, uh, on this issue of dairy access. And as the dispute settlement uh, process went through, as you all know or have been following, uh, just like us, uh, the dispute panel came back and found that Canada did violate uh, the United States-Mexico-Canadian Agreement, and now we are in the process uh, of Uh, implementing uh, the solutions uh, to uh, that uh, finding uh, in regards to the access to the Canadian market. Uh, That being said, I shared with the ambassador today uh, uh, my offer of cooperation uh, to work with her, uh, to work with uh, other resources of the U.S. government, and also to send the message to Canada uh, that their initial response uh, is not uh, adequate in regards to ensuring uh, that our New York State's dairy farmers have a fair shake and fair opportunity uh, to access the Canadian uh, market as they are proposing as a result of this uh, finding that they violated the U.S.-Mexico-Canadian agreement. Uh, That being said, I was very um, comforted uh, to hear that the Ambassador agrees with us and will work with us uh, to make sure uh, that we hold uh, Canada accountable uh, for access of our dairy farmers to that marketplace. Uh, of Canada, and then also uh, to make sure uh, that this first case under the USMCA sets the precedent of going forward, that when we enter into trade agreements um, now and in the future, they're not just a piece of paper uh, that uh, don't carry uh, consequences and enforcement mechanisms. That what we are looking for is fair, free, open, level playing fields upon which our U.S. uh, interests such as dairy farmers, such as manufacturers, have an opportunity to access those markets and have a fair shake at uh, um, uh, growing and developing uh, their resources. So I was very pleased uh, to hear the Ambassador's response, uh, very pleased uh, to have a relationship with Ambassador Tide uh, through her tenure on the Ways and Means Committee and our uh, long-term relationship together in regards to uh, putting forth American interests in a way that allows us that fair access uh, to marketplaces around uh, the world. And this first case under USMCA, I think, is going to be critical to send the message that America uh, will, uh, enforce, uh, these uh, will enforce these uh, agreements, will enforce these negotiated opportunities for our farmers in particular, and that uh, when it comes to these agreements, not just a piece of paper where America will be taking advantage uh, of but rather it will send the message uh, that America is going to hold them accountable and we are going to compete on an even-level playing field uh, in these areas uh, of mutual interest. Uh, So why don't we uh, now open it up to uh, questions and uh, we'll go from there.
1: Okay, we'll start with Gregory from the Post-Journal. Hi, uh, Tom. Uh, This is Greg Bacon again. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, last week you were in uh, Bemis Point. Thank you for your visit, talking about uh, um, gas prices. And one of the things you mentioned is that you weren't uh, really opposed to green energy, but that realistically it's going to take decades for um, it to really happen for us as a society to rely more on uh, green energy. Um, In Chautauqua County and probably all throughout your district, we've had a lot of solar projects being proposed. Um, What are your thoughts about uh, solar energy? and uh, particularly with the number of solar projects uh, being, being popping up all over the place.
0: Yeah, I'm truly in all of the above approach when it comes to our energy portfolio in America. Uh, that includes uh, natural gas and oil as well as alternative renewables like solar and wind and geothermal and the other technologies we're seeing uh, deployed. You know, the concern I have with potential solar uh, development is uh, we got to make sure we have access to the supply chain so that we have the products to install, Uh, those solar panels, uh, um, and that we're not dependent on China and other adversarial countries uh, that control that supply chain. Uh, Also, I think there has to be an honest conversation about the impact uh, on the environment from solar panels, what it does to our landscapes, what it does to um, taking up that green space uh, that otherwise is going to now have panels, and then uh, we have to answer the question of what happens when these solar panels uh, need to be disposed of because they uh, run through their natural Life uh, cycle. Um, But that being said, uh, I believe solar is a component of that all of the above energy policy, and we promote all of the above. That includes um, solar as well as wind.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Okay.
0: Next, we'll go to Jerry from the Buffalo News. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Doing well, Jerry. How you doing today? Good. Good. I wanted to ask you a question about uh, President Biden's
1: budget. Um, as I looked at it kind of from um, a Western New York angle, it seemed to me like uh, the, the most noteworthy thing is that we're seeing money set aside that was really appropriate or um, uh, first you know set, set up, first appropriated in the uh, infrastructure bill. So I was just wondering, you know how you saw Biden's budget from um, the standpoint of your district. And if you're happy with the funding levels for things like rural broadband, um,
0: highways, and other items. Yeah. So, you know, overall, uh, what I've learned in my tenure in Congress over the, the 12 years now um, is that the president's budget uh, tends to be more of a partisan uh, political messaging document than a substantive uh, roadmap uh, that that um, uh, sets policy uh, in a realistic uh, fashion. And so, when I see the president's budget. Uh, Uh, This year I see a lot of those similar uh, type of themes. Uh, It's about uh, their priorities on the Democratic side. It's about uh, political posturing uh, into the midterm elections. And uh, we take it for what it's uh, worth, uh, which is a document that expresses uh, the point of view of the Democratic Party because it's coming out of the president's uh, Democratic uh, uh, operations. And um, that being said, fundamentally I'm concerned uh, about Uh, some of the high-level points of the budget. Uh, The overall spending increases, uh, the reduction uh, on the defense side uh, in regards to uh, non-prioritization of the defense um, matters uh, in the budget that I see vis-à-vis non-defense versus defense. Um, Also, uh, I'm very concerned uh, the budget, again, kicks the can down the road when it comes to our entitlement and mandatory spending. And so I don't see... um, in the budget, uh, the tackling of that debt crisis uh, that we are now experiencing in America. Uh, That being said, uh, I do support, obviously, when you're spending five-plus trillion dollars, uh, things like infrastructure, like rural broadband, um, uh, there are areas in a a proposed budget of that magnitude uh, that we can find agreement. And that's what I've always been uh, in my tenure in Congress, is trying to get to yes, as opposed to just voting no. And so uh, I look forward to continuing. Uh, to advocate for that infrastructure spending. And when that infrastructure spending obviously impacts uh, western New York, like you said, on broadband, on water, sewer, uh, harbors uh, of uh, Lake Erie, uh, I am very interested in being part of the voice to support it. Okay. That helps. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. I know it's a long answer. Sorry I don't have a 30-second soundbite for you on that. Totally fine. Okay. Okay, next we'll go with Julia from WRFA News.
1: Mute off. Good morning, Congressman. Good morning. So to start with, I go back to uh, your original remarks. When it comes to uh, the impact of dairy uh, in western New York, do you happen to know what the economic impact to our region is in being able to do this trade with Canada?
0: Yeah, no, I was very optimistic. I don't have it off the top of my head in regards to numbers or um, the actual volume uh, of what the Canadian market represents to New York dairy, but uh, we can get that uh, to you. But the point uh, that was historic in the USMCA that I fought, talked to the prime minister of Canada directly on, um, is the access to Canadian mar- to the Canadian dairy market that otherwise has been historically closed off. And so I was very optimistic on the initial language of the US-Mexico-Canada agreement, uh, where we would have a fair shake as New York dairy farmers to access the Canadian market. Now, that being said, uh, the actual... Uh, Follow-up on that has resulted in that first dispute settlement case um, that uh, clearly found Canada violated uh, the USMCA, uh, the Mexico-Canada agreement, and now we're going to hold them to account. And I hope as we go forward with the accounting mechanism uh, that the uh, the spirit of the USMCA is honored where our New York dairy farmers have a fair shake to access uh, the Canadian market. So. Uh, stay tuned and it, it's it's representative of millions of dollars uh, to our uh, dairy farmers in regards to new market access uh, with what that represents to us as dairy farmers.
1: Okay, Thanks and uh, second question would be uh, uh, Governor Kokel uh, sent out a release detailing a letter that she sent to congressional delegation uh, asking for additional federal funding for uh, COVID-19 response. Uh, is there any update you can give on where that might be at a federal level with funding, uh, COVID measures that have been funded in the past? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, uh, as to the hard response to the governor, um, I don't have uh, any additional information to provide you other than I know that they are negotiating additional COVID relief as we speak. Uh, We weren't able to uh, uh, get that done uh, here a few weeks ago uh, when the issue was ripe in the House um, so uh, stay tuned. I think there is going to be some agreement uh, that is reached as to what is needed uh, when it comes to especially testing and uh, supplies uh, to deal with uh, uh, vaccinations and, and other issues. So i um, confident that there is a bipartisan number uh, for additional COVID relief to put COVID into the rear view mirror. Uh, but that is in the works as we speak.
1: Thank you very much. Yep. Thank you. You have
0: been muted. Okay, Unmute we'll go to Bob for the Olean Time twice. Uh Good morning, Congressman. I was just checking in to see if you've heard anything new about a uh, possible future tenant at Siemens here in Olean. Uh, n- nothing concrete to uh, share publicly other than we continue to uh, work uh, with the local officials as well as representatives of Siemens uh, to make sure they know uh, that we're here and that we are continuing to try to Uh, potentially uh, bring a tenant uh, to that facility uh, that would be a win-win for all of us. Um, And then, uh, as I would also note, as a complete aside, uh, I just wanted to give a little shout-out to St. Bonnie's. Um, I know they lost uh, here the other uh, uh, last night in regards to the NIT tournament, but St. Bonaventure should be rightfully proud uh, of their their basketball uh, season, and I applaud them and how far they got in the NIT tournament. All right. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Okay, now we'll go to Dave from WDOE. Hey, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Dave. I know this is not a a federal issue, but I did want to get your reaction to this agreement between New York State, Erie County, the Buffalo Bills on a new stadium, and if you think this is a good deal for new york state taxpayers
0: yeah i obviously uh, being a lifelong bills fan uh, i am just very proud of the fact that uh, it appears that we are in striking distance of making sure that the buffalo bills stay in western new york uh, stay in orchard park and um, uh, that we're going to get a new stadium state-of-the-art stadium as a result of these negotiations now i understand uh, the corporate welfare uh, concern, I hear it loud and clear, and uh, I'm sure as they fine-tune uh, this package uh, that that conversation will be also addressed uh, as we go forward. But that being said, um, you know, I know the Bagoulas are, um, have interest uh, in Western New York and have uh, made major investments uh, in uh, Western New York uh, with the bills and the sabers and other uh, matters, and uh, I just look forward to decades' worth of a relationship with the Gugulas and the Buffalo Bills uh, to keep Buffalo Bill pride uh, right there uh, in western New York. And uh, one last uh, statement I will make as a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan, uh, we always say we're going to get them next year. Uh, I hope in the very near future we'll be able to say we did it and we are Super Bowl champions uh, here in western New York. Okay, Tom. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Dave.
1: Okay, we'll go to Hannah from uh, Tapping the Greater Orleans. Hello, yeah, Anna. Oh, well, we must have lost him. So we'll move on, we'll move on to Terry Frank, Media One Radio Group. Yes. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Terry. Hey, uh, since nobody's brought it up, uh, I thought I would mention uh, we've had these news reports about uh, Russia apparently pull- pulling back away from uh, Kiev in Ukraine and some, some other scuttlebutt about uh, the fact that uh, President Putin's being misinformed by his advisors about how the war is going. The, the war has not gone well for them. Uh, any comment on that? Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, as I've indicated before uh, in one of our calls, um, I'm very concerned how this Russia-Ukraine uh, situation uh, is being impacted and influenced uh, by China. Um, and uh, and I, I immediately, as we see potentially uh, the light at the end of the tunnel in regards to the message being received by Russia uh, that this must come to an end, uh, I would again put pressure on China uh, to use their influence and uh, to tell uh, Russia uh, enough is enough, um, time to stand down, and um, and hopefully what we're seeing is the beginning of the end uh, of this uh, uh, transgression uh, in the Ukraine and the suffering that we see by women and children in particular uh, by the Ukrainian people. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic uh, that what I'm seeing uh, is potentially uh, the dust settling in regards to this uh, horrific war situation. And um, let's just stay tuned, though. We can't uh, counter, um, can't, we can't assume anything in regards to the resolution of this other than continuing to push it to a stand-down through our, our peace-through-strength uh, type of messaging we need to send, as well as substantively send to Russia that this is unacceptable.
1: I know that there has been uh, some discussion about uh, neutrality on the part of Ukraine and talks are ongoing. What would you hope to see come out of any agreement that uh, might be reached between Ukraine and Russia?
0: Uh, My my hope is is that obviously uh, the horrific scenes of women and children being killed, uh, being uh, rushed out into the streets, uh, the migrations of millions of Ukrainians uh, being displaced from their homes uh, would come to an end. And uh, what I would hopefully see uh, is that Russia uh, recognizes uh, that this transgression is not acceptable on the world stage, and uh, they learn a lesson uh, that uh, uh, they need to back off uh, that type of aggression. Uh, that also being said, uh, I hope uh, China uh, learns a lesson uh, that any type of aggressive action in the South China Sea, uh, also Taiwan, uh, will be met uh, with a firm resolve of the United States of America and our allies uh, that that type of aggression will not be tolerated, and uh, that they should tread lightly. They be in China, they should tread lightly uh, when it comes to aggressiveness uh, in the Asian as well as other interests of the world.
1: All right. Thanks, Tom. Go Bills.
0: Amen. (laughs) Next, we'll go to Alex from WXXI. Actually, no questions. Thank you.
1: Thank you, that. Thank you you very much. Uh, Next, we'll go to Lucas Day, Finger Lakes Radio Group. Congressman, my question about the governor's letter has been asked so I appreciate it, and I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I can't really say anything.
0: Okay, uh, Frank, make a note of that. Lucas is not invited to any more of our media calls. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, I appreciate that, Lucas. It's all in good fun, and uh, we'll, we'll take your Dallas Cowboys on uh, any day of the year. All
1: right. <laughs> all right, Tom, that does it for this week. All
0: right. Well, all right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care.